It's your girl, Father Longlegs, uh, Teresa Lee. What's up? Um, this is You Can Tell Me Anything, the, com- the, well, the comedian, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. I'm really excited for my guest today. Um, you may have heard her voice on a special edition of the pod. Um, it was a festival edition, so we had quick, short confessions, but she's, well, I, I was going to say she moved to LA, but we'll find out if she actually did because I feel like she goes back and forth. But anyways, she's here now in LA. So we're doing a longer confession um, here for a full episode. Host of the Big Laughs at Little Easy show in Los Angeles is Molly Rubin Long. Hi. What's up? Did Not you much. wait? So you do you go back I and forth? I live here. Okay, that's well, what I thought. But I know yeah. you go back and forth a lot. I grew, I grew up in Brooklyn. So like my family's still there. So gotcha. it's like a good excuse to go that's a few so times lucky. a year and like yeah, do shows. Yeah, it space. is. It's lucky for sure. That's awesome. Um, I've been doing this thing where I find funny tweets from the guests. And so I found one from yours. It's actually your pin tweet. I liked it a lot because it's like different because you took a photo of a uh, store that says natural chicken. And then you wrote, you make me feel like a, which I just love. It's so simple, but it's, I love that kind of thing where you're like, this makes me laugh. This is what I think of. Maybe other people will relate. Yeah, that was one that was like, I'm like not the, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm working on my Twitter game. I really am. But that was, I feel like every time a tweet goes viral, it's one that I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how did this one pop off? I don't know. But people really loved it. One interesting fact about that is that some, I was thinking of like Aretha Franklin. Yeah. But a lot of um, younger people thought of Ariana Grande. Oh, wait. You make, make me feel me like, like a like- Uh, natural chicken I see Dangerous Woman woman. I was like which one is her chicken song yeah yeah so I was like that was an interesting um, interpretation that I wasn't expecting okay I love it (laughs) across generational comedy so that's great Um, no but your Twitter is great you've got great jokes they always make me laugh I like how bold they are too I feel like like you'll just like you know what I mean like you'll just say things and I'm like ooh brave like it's just like who's this subtweet about oh yeah I love a subtweet do you ever get called out for subtweets um not so much my ex got mad at me for generally tweeting that I was fucking other people after we broke up um so yeah he went on a very but that's famous, your brand before I know, and it after it was yeah, yeah. I know it's not I like, didn't apologize about it wasn't it. like you were doing it despite him like no and like, I, like, I feel like you talk about that on stage all the yeah, time yeah and I specifically like wasn't talking I didn't want to talk about him I was just talking about like my experience mm-hmm. whatever but um but yeah no I that's the only thing but otherwise I usually just subtweet bad people who like know they're bad like I just recently went through a thing where a dude like was cheating on his girlfriend with me and so I've been oh, tweeting a lot a about that yeah I wasn't sure if that was um, an old story or like a it's current like pretty current wow. it's a whole long story well I'll tell you okay <laughs> if anyone wants to know I'll tell them too it's just like that's not the point of this podcast right now <laughs> um well it's interesting because I, I I get nervous about subtweeting because I always like I'm getting over this, but I used to be like, oh, no, people are going to think I'm doing this or this. But then I was like, I'm a comedian. I should just be able to say what I want. I feel the same way. But sometimes what I'll do when I have things, like I'll think of jokes during breakups or during a thing is I'll save it. And yes. then I'll wait and then, and then wait. I'll tweet it. Yes, yes, yes. I but do that too. Sometimes it backfires because then later yes. I've been asked about like I have a joke in my set about just someone random I went on like a few dates with, but I was doing it recently and people were like, is that about your ex? I'm like... <gasps> No, but I also don't want to answer that because then that opens the doors to answer questions about every joke. So then I was just like, I don't like to say. And I'm like, they definitely think it is. Whatever. And I was he like, was it's fine. A piece they- of shit. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had to tell I just started seeing someone new very like early in not relationship but like I did I did get nervous about like because he said he watched my comedy and I was like I had to explain I was like sometimes I like say jokes like it starts from a truth but then I go into the punchline because it's funny and it's not true right. and I like told him that because I have a joke about like not liking to suck dick and things like that I'm like I had to be like I like sucking <laughs> dick <laughs> like I was like don't don't worry <laughs> oh my god like, why am I explaining this he was like I watched your set and actually it's over now <laughs> yeah. well because then, like, then I had a joke uh, just yesterday I posted about going on a first date with a man and a woman but it was just because I thought of it and I was like oh I hope he doesn't think this is I'm but I was like who cares date. yeah, yeah. I was like, I it doesn't matter as long as you give him the like the heads up that like anything you say I know there's this one couple in comedy here who like is together but both of them tweet like they're single yeah which I think is like so smart totally. I I mean they're both really good at Twitter yeah, you and both really funny if yeah and it's like no. it's so smart I'm just like what a great idea like keep that brand strong you know what I mean like I'm I respect it so you can fall apart it's like you're a character you know you can just tweet from that point of view so yeah yeah it's like keep. yeah for sure I yeah it makes sense you want to keep your brand you don't want to that sounds gross to say and I don't mean it like that but I kind of do I don't know oh it's important to be yeah brand is like such a you know overused word or whatever but like that's what it is it's just like your point of view yeah and it's I think funnier to be like what is the universal like it comes from a truth but what is the version of this joke that can uh connect to more people exactly sometimes you water it down where it's just like my ex or you know right my boyfriend my crush but it's like because otherwise really it takes that. so much explaining like yeah, yeah. you don't want to be like well actually <laughs> I went on a date with this one person and, and then like yeah or no. like I was on a trip so it was only like we can't it couldn't have worked out but right this, and, you know. <laughs> right 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 it's like that's too much um but I'd like to start by asking my guests for a good confession just to start on a positive note do okay. you have something good you want to confess I can confess that I started playing the guitar last month I started teaching myself guitar that's my good confession I had this guitar that I like tried I took lessons when I was like in middle school and then once again when I was in college and I just it never really stuck and I carried this guitar around with me from like city to city for over a decade without playing without playing it and I and this like there was something about like the new year I was like okay I either have to like try to play this or (laughs) throw it away by the end of the year like if I those are my two options not throw it away but give whatever donate it mm-hmm. or whatever and um and so I, yeah, I got it restrung and I like have been practicing I mean I'm not very good but it was it's very exciting to me I hope That's I exciting. I hope I stick with it you're doing it just by yourself on videos or? <laughs> yeah for now I think I was asking people like actually in one of the like comedy girl groups I was like what does anyone have recommendation recommendations and most people were like you can pretty much just teach yourself from the beginning. And then once it gets to a certain point of like difficulty, you're probably going to want to hire a teacher. Um, but like for just basic chords, it's really, it's just like you got to just keep doing it all the time. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's my, that's my plan. Like to try and get um, like kind of comfortable with some basic stuff and then maybe try and find a teacher. Are you going to yeah. be a musical comedian? No. I, mean, I <laughs> honestly want to. I <laughs> That's my dream. Um, honestly, we always laugh at them, but they no, I do love them. well. So, I actually yeah. do love them. I know, I know there's a lot of shade about musical comedy, but I think it's fun. Um. It's all just insecurities. Anytime, like even like prop comedy, like it's just funny to make fun of because there's like very right. bad prop comedy. Yeah. But then I've seen like great comedians br- bring a prop into a certain bit and I'm like, that's prop comedy, but we don't think of it that right, way because I know exactly. you can do jokes. I feel like there's bad and good versions of all comedy. <laughs> it's just as if it's good True. or bad. Yeah, it's almost like comedy is subjective. subjective. What? <laughs> okay, so this co- podcast is kind of about 
uh, loosely inspired by therapy. So I like to ask, like, do you, what's your experience with therapy? Do you go? Yes, I do. Um, I go to a therapist who I love very much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her and she's the coolest person I've ever known. Her name is Abby. And I'm sensing projection. No, no it is uh, so much projection. It's bad. I never tell her how much I love her because I do think she'll be upset. Um, <laughs> I, I do is love she her, like though. young? She is. She's like, yeah, she's like probably, she'll be my age, a few years older. Gotcha. She's just like a cool chick. Like She's got like sort of intentionally white hair and okay. like tattoos and like, she's just cool. And I just, she's also just really good. I've had, I've, I was going to therapy in New York for a while and I like just, was, it was duds. And then I, when I got here, I had a few duds. And that's the worst because it can really deter you if you're not, yeah. if, especially if it's a new thing for you, you might think all therapy is like that. Yeah. And the shittiest part of it really is that the ones I was seeing before were all like low cost. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's entirely always true, but like eventually I just sucked it up and went with her because I had talked to her and really connected with her. And then like, she's, you know, kind of expensive and it sucks mm-hmm. that like, I'm sure there are good low cost therapists. I just didn't find them. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for the one yeah. that like trust my gut. And it's really worth it. I love her. She's like just so insightful. She like pushes back just enough. And yeah, she's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um yeah, I had a hard time when I first moved here finding one too. I went the first person I went to was like someone who was covered a hundred percent by insurance. I was like, this is great. It was five minutes from where I lived at the time. But I showed up and she uh she was like like cuckoo like like not I'm not even exaggerating like more than just like we didn't click like she and it also felt like characteristic because she had like she was like old with actual white hair like it was like you know all over the place like cuckoo but at one point she tried to push her book that she wrote that wasn't even I did look it up later to be like is is she like actually uh you know like a well-known author that is just doing this on the side and even the book isn't really anything but she was she said like it's all about it's all inspired by story, true stories my clients have told me. And I'm like, I don't... <laughs> Based on this experience, I feel like that you didn't get permission. No. Also, that's like literally what we were just talking about with comedians. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to... <laughs> no, I don't want like that. And it's so called crazy. dating down. It's oh. like, why you should stop dating down. And it's like, oh, oh my sounds goodness. like you're judging your clients hard. But the worst was... there. Okay, she had two other grievances, I remember. One was, she asked me what I did. I said... I'm a writer and at the time I was a writer's assistant on a whatever pilot and I told her that and she said how'd you get that which I was like uh applied but like (laughs) who booked that (laughs) literally that's how it felt but then she was like oh like those jobs are really hard congratulations and then she was like I used to be an actress and I was like no and then the last thing she did that I was like what was um she name dropped Robin Williams. So this was like 2015 so shortly after he passed away and she was like you know, Robin Williams was a friend, <gasps> very sweet guy. Oh. And I was like, you suck. Dude, <laughs> so I never it's, went back. It's so crazy that therapists can be like, therapists are just people who decide to do it. And a lot of them are yeah. crazy. Like I've always think of, I'm always reminded of like, I, I'm very into the Real Housewives. That's like my favorite thing favorite, of all time. Uh, Ooh, my favorite city, my, my favorite two cities, I think the most consistent overall are New York and Atlanta. But there's different seasons. I mean, I could go. We, this could go on forever. But um, but there's this one uh woman on Real Housewives of Potomac, and her mom is a therapist, and her and her mom have the most toxic relationship I've ever seen. Yikes. And like at one point, her mom hit her with a purse. <gasps> what? <laughs> and it's like, first of all, this woman should not go on television. But it's also oh like, who would go to this therapist? Like, this yeah, is a therapist. Wild. Like, someone's trusting this person with their like deepest traumas. Like. Yeah, therapists are just people, and you got to be careful because some of them are crazy. Trust your gut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Well, I'm glad yours sounds good. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> um, well, speaking of talking about things, is there anything you'd like to tell me? There is. Um, in college, my freshman year of college, I peed on my boyfriend at the time's <laughs> floor. <laughs> okay, on purpose? Um, okay, so what happened was... Uh, or was this a drunk situation? It was a drunk situation. And I actually don't even remember it. This was all recount- recounted okay. to me. Blackout. Um, total, total blackout. Um, but basically what happened was I was dating this guy. Actually, this guy who's in comedy now and is literally dating a movie star. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you who after. Interesting. Um, yes. Were you guys both doing comedy at the time? Or just happened? No. I, w- I didn't start doing comedy until like wait, a few years after college. But he... And he was doing... He was like making videos and stuff at the time. But we were both in acting school. So Gotcha. Um, in the same in realm. In New Orleans? In New York. New York. I went to, okay. yeah, I went to NYU and oh, I just went right. to I New Orleans that. after school for some reason. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I did know that. And that makes more sense to yeah. go to NYU and be a comedian. <laughs> I know. It's, there's so few of us actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a really rare trajectory. Um, but no, I would, so we, we were like, he was two years older than me. I was a freshman and he lived, there was no, like at NYU, there were no like, um, sororities or fraternities uh, uh, I was in one but uh embarrassed about it um didn't tell I anybody mean, there were but like <laughs> they were bad they were bad they were I'm bad. amazed you yeah. were in one I was, was in one like? for just two years I did it because a lot of my friends from California were in them what year it, did you graduate 2011 oh shit what about you uh 2010 okay. did you were you in CIS or in no, I was Tish. In Tish you were yeah Screen, screenwriting oh that's why yeah yeah I not acting. I was like how did no. I not know you? Yeah. But I, yeah, I was in Pi Beta Phi and oh uh, I know, but it's because a lot of my friends in California were in them and there was like a good one in California, whatever that means. Like now I'm like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> so I really wanted to connect to them. Um, but after two years, I was like, no, I get that. I get it's it. Like so I had lame. friends who went to colleges where it was like part of the social th- scene. And I'm like, I don't look down on sorters for me. Like if it's part of it, you got to do it. And like some of the people are really cool and stuff. I don't think they're universally bad, but the ones at NYU just like, because lame. it was such a small, it was like people who desperately wanted to be part of one, which is like not what you want. Like, yeah. I want people, I, if I were to go to one, I would go to one that was like at a school where like you kind of had to. So like everyone's kind of doing it, you know. It's very basic because not to be, I mean, it's almost more arrogant the cool people who aren't in one, but like in New- NYU, the cool people were like, you know, I, I, I don't know, like clubs are going to hang out with celebrities, but also some of them were celebrities. So it's like, the, it's <laughs> yeah. such a, you know, it's such it's a, a weird wide range experience of for sure. Coolness that yeah. you're like, you can't be in a sorority. <laughs> um, but so, well, they did, okay, so they did exist, but they were, not that many people were in them. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I agree. <laughs> um, but so he lived in this apartment, this like two-story apartment with like, I think six or seven guys. And so they kind of like jokingly called it the, the like frat house or whatever. And so one night we were, he and I were hanging out and we went down to like the the liquor store and he was like, okay, like let's get something to drink. And like we, I, he was drinking something else and I was like, oh, I want wine. So he bought a bottle of wine. Classy. Like I'm actually pretty classy. Um, <clears throat> and he had these roommates, at, one of his roommates at the time was dating this other, this girl. And they were, like, so toxic to each other. Like, they were both severe alcoholics and would just, like, stay in the apartment and drink straight vodka, like, oh every God. day. It was very crazy. And so they were, they were like, around when we were. And so they were, like, encouraging us to, like, drink more and more. So I ended up drinking, like, the whole bottle of oh my wine God. by myself. And then Help also, me. like, a bunch of shots of vodka with them. Oh, no. And I, I don't remember much. Like, I do remember throwing up in a toilet. 
I remember him calling my friend Margo and being like, what do I do? And she was like, give her bread. And I remember like kind of trying give to eat bread. bread. That was the thing in my <laughs> college. It was like, eat bread, drink water, eat bread. Eat bread, drink water. And yeah, I was really trying. <laughs> or turn on your side. Here's a trash can. I know, yeah, turn on your side for sure. Don't choke on your own vomit. Not fun. Not a fun way to go. Um, and so then all I, cause I just remember that, like I had brown out of that. And then the next thing I remember, it was like, really really early in the morning like probably five or six a.m i wake up i'm on the floor i have a shirt and bra no pants or underwear <laughs> I, there's a pillow and a and like a small blanket on top of me and i'm like what the fuck so i get up i like go into bed and then like a few hours later we both wake up and i'm like hey and he's like do you remember what oh, happened last oh night god. and i was like oh my god i threw up i'm so so sorry and he was like no 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 <laughs> you threw up we got into bed i thought we were going to bed then you get out of the bed, look me directly in the eyes, oh pull your pants down, and pee on the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, um, sorry. And so then he, like, cleaned it up, and then he, like, left me on the floor. And he was oh like, he was like I, was, I was thinking about not giving you a pillow, but Aww. I did. And I was like, okay. Um, but yeah. he left you on the floor? I know. He was, I don't uh. know. He's problematic in a way. I, he broke my heart real bad later. So I always say, like, you know. He shit on my heart, but I peed on his floor. That's, That's the- funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah, that was the story. I really don't remember it, but apparently Jeez. I did. I mean, I trust him that that happened. I guess he could have made the whole thing up, but I don't think so. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I hear, yeah, I've, I hear that kind of thing, like people peeing or shitting on the floor when they're drunk. And yeah. I, I guess it's just a thing where you're like. I know. You can't find the bathroom when you're blackout. I don't know. Yeah, your brain like thinks <laughs> something else is happening. I guess. I don't know the science of it. But it's so funny that you looked him in the eyes. Though. I know. That's the best part. That is really the best <laughs> part. I do. It's like actually a power. I like wish I was sober and doing that. Whoever that <laughs> version of myself is pretty fucking cool. That's so funny. <laughs> I would just do that and then pretend not to remember and be like, what are you talking about? I must have been blacked out. Like, you do. You don't drink. I know. Well, yeah, who knows? Get something in the air. Check your carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's probably my like most embarrassing drunk confession did you have crazy did you drink a lot in college I did I started drinking really early like I started drinking when I was in like eighth grade oh wow what was your first drink was that at a party or was like sneaking out of your parents I think I'd had like a little bit of wine or something with my parents before but then my first time getting really really drunk I was in eighth grade and I had this group of friends. We called ourselves the Sweet Six. Um, oh, my God. You were those girls. I was that girl. I was the ugly duckling of the group at the time. I feel like having a group like that, ever, it's just like immediately so cool. It's like immunity in middle school. It is. But the, the fucked up thing about it is that it's like we would just talk shit about each other all the time. It was like <laughs> this weird, horrible. Oh, no. Yeah, it was very crazy. Um, were you guys popular? In, or did you have that yeah, in New York? I, I feel guess like New York so. is different, huh? New York is a little different. But I mean, in our middle school, we were... Yeah, I'd say we were popular, whatever that means. I mean, it's like people like we were we were kind of awful. So it was like it was very mean girls so you're like invited to the parties. And you yeah, like- I mean, we didn't really have I guess we did have parties. Well, there was this one girl who's and this was like sort of sad, which is whatever. I won't say her name, but she had like divorced parents and they were both really shitty. And like they oh. would like kind of not. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but the way I remember it is that like neither of them really like wanted her or something. Aww. But she had this her mom. Her mom, like, had this huge brownstone in Brooklyn, and she didn't give a shit what we did there. So we would go there and, like, just get drunk, and they would, 
to like smoke weed and like do all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff and like <clears throat> have sex. I mean, they had, I wasn't having sex yet, but they were and like whatever. And she just wouldn't care. And then sometimes we would hear her like having sex with her boyfriend upstairs. Damn. <laughs> it's, like, so wild. Um, but so we would always go over to her house and like get drunk or whatever. Um, but she, yeah, I feel like my first drink was probably like, I feel like there was a long phase in eighth and ninth and 10th grade where it was like mostly Smirnoff ice <laughs> yep okay. like a lot of Mike's heart and Smirnoff like that was and like one of them would get me yeah. wasted you know those were the days um. <laughs> yeah I think I had Malibu was my first drink Ooh, and I was like Malibu, I'm like- smashed and it was like not it was for sure placebo <laughs> can't get drunk off like it was like oh, and coke like you know Malibu yeah. and coke yeah I feel like you, I feel I don't know I feel like you can like when you're 13 or whatever. <laughs> like your little yeah, body yeah. doesn't know um but yeah so that was I, mean, I started drinking early and then like I drank a lot in high school and a lot in college and then I lot still um <laughs> <laughs> what was it like going to um high school in New York like were people like did, did people go to bars and clubs most of what we did is my high school is in New York it was in Manhattan and we there was this one uh Russian girl who lived in like deep deep Brooklyn and she had like some weird Russian mob connection where she would get us these really believable fake IDs. Like at the time, the New York state IDs were these like bendy ones. It was a chalk kind, right? Or you could chalk it or something? Oh, I don't know about that. It was a kind where it could bend, it bended. And like the whole thing of it is like if it bent fully without Mm. breaking, that's how you would like know that it was real. And he... I don't know. He must have been like a cop who was doing this part time or something because he would they would bend. They would scan like they did everything. They were like really good fake IDs. And so we all got them. And then we would just mostly like the drinking would happen. We would go to like bodegas. Mm -hmm. And it's it is crazy to think back on like these people like we were 14. Like there's no way we didn't look 14, you know, and they would serve. They would like we would buy like bottles of liquor and then uh, (laughs) we would buy like a coca-cola or something and then we'd go into like a mcdonald's or a starbucks bathroom pour out mm-hmm. half the coke and then fill the rest with liquor and then just like walk around new york and drink <laughs> that was most Damn, of what that we did cool. it was actually <laughs> really fun i want to do it now <laughs> that sounds like what we did in college like i yeah. feel like you just did everything earlier yeah yeah kind of yeah. because it was just that was only really the way i mean there, yeah and there was like one friend whose house like we could kind of go to sometimes to get drunk but mostly it's like you know everyone had apartments like there wasn't there wasn't like a yeah. basement to like sneak <laughs> off to it's like we had to just be outside for most of the time there's so. no woods i guess you right. could drink at a park in a but park. i feel like that's dangerous it is kind of dangerous yeah because yeah. that's what we did in high school or there were like I live like near the hills in uh, like the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. sometimes you drive up to like a lookout and then just drink on a hill. Yeah, like... Honestly, it all sounds very nice. <laughs> I don't know. I love drinking really outside. lame when I think about we thought we were so cool. But it's like if you take away the coolness of breaking a rule like drinking, you're just you're just sitting on a hill. <laughs> it's pretty wholesome. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it is. But yeah. Yeah, we, I feel like being a kid, though, things like that were so, like, it didn't take much to feel like, ooh, this night is exciting. Yeah, I know. Like, like life yeah. was so, everything was so exciting and new. Now it takes a lot to get me to leave my house. Like, yeah. nothing is really exciting. I usually go more for obligation than uh, excitement. I know, me too, actually. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would be, what, what, yeah, what, what's your, like, typical night out, like, that you would, do you, like, hit your friends up to be like, let's do this? Or Nowadays? Usually, yeah, because I feel like it, there used to be a vibe in college or high school where you're like, what are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, what gets you excited now as an adult? It's tough. I mean, it's tough with comedy because so much of our nights are, mm-hmm. like, working, True. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do try to do things. Last night I went to a concert, which I haven't done in Ooh. a long time. 
What was the concert? It was actually very fun. It was this band called Miniature Tigers. I actually didn't really know about them. My friend, you know, Caitlin Ackerman. Oh yeah, she was going, and oh, she cool. was like, "Oh, do you want to come?" And I was like, nah. "I listened to their music. I was like, they're they're good." Um, it was at the Bootleg Theater where I'd never oh, been. Okay, really yeah. cool venue. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool. It was like uh, I, I kind of was like I should do more like normal people nighttime stuff <laughs> like concerts and stuff, and it was very fun. They were great. The opening band was like local LA band and like all their parents were there and stuff so Aww, they were like really nice. supportive it was really fun um so it was it was a good time I was like I should I should come see music more <laughs> I guess um but generally speaking like I don't know I love like a house I've always loved like a house party yeah. like a dinner party or just like a bunch of people hanging out in a backyard or something that's I think that's probably my favorite kind of gathering yeah I think now I like smaller things where I know who's gonna be there I think yeah. in New York when I started doing comedy I like to go to the thing that everyone was going to and I liked to not know who was going to be there because it was fun to be like who am I going to see yeah and now it's more like yeah I prefer like a dinner party where I'm like okay I know the 10 people who will be there I know I like them all yeah that's the plan for the night it's not a maybe attending it's like a I said yes so I'm gonna, We're gonna go, go. And, and it's like I feel yeah. like I have I have so many good I'm like I'm lucky to have so many good friends now that it's like I just want to sp- I, I have so little free time I want to spend time with the people that I love <laughs> and not like I do want to meet new people as well but it's just like, oh, I feel like I barely have time to see the people that I already know, you know? So I want to, like, prioritize that. But I don't know. But also being single now, it's like, well, I also kind of want to meet new people because, I don't know, the apps are bad. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> be on them. And I'd love to just meet a person in real life, you know? Well, you you said this guy wasn't a comedian when you dated him in college, but he is now. So do you tend to date? Like, I know you've dated comedians mm-hmm. before. Do you tend to meet people mostly through work? Kind of. I do have a disease where I like date <laughs> poor artists. Not that they're always. My ex wasn't. I mean, I, my ex is doing fine. But I never. It's like I. I wish I wanted to date like some. I don't know. Someone with a real stable life who could like. Well, would you ground like that? Me. I mean, not. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I think the problem is no. I feel like we always find what we are looking for yeah even subconsciously I know I think I just like other artists I like people who are like I like banter I like I just need someone yeah. who can kind of who's kind of like um sarcastic and who gets it yeah someone who's just like a little like cynical or something and I feel like I don't know normal people with normal jobs who like <laughs> go to like who like are part of a dodgeball league and like go to trivia night or whatever that life is you know what I mean like those kind of people yeah, I'm like I'm jealous of that making you happy but it I don't know that it would for me basic is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> honestly I am I'm not being sarcastic when I say I'm jealous of basic people I wish that's what I wanted it seems like such a nice life you like get a real job you have a 401k you like get a house you marry someone you have a kid you like live a, that's your oh, life that sounds awful um, it sounds awful to me but imagine what I, I just wish that I wanted that sure you know what I mean yeah if you wanted it of. it sounds great because it's like so simple to know what you want but like, then I wonder if those people say the same thing about artists because I have friends yeah. who be like wow like that's so cool you do that I wish I could I'm like you can but then they're like oh I don't want to you know what I mean like it's like, <laughs> like you, you can but it's gotta suck yeah 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 <laughs> like, well I don't really want I don't really want to be poor, poor like you <laughs> but it seems cool that you're enjoying it <laughs> seems nice that you don't mind <laughs> right exactly yeah like yeah. Oh. I well when I do you ever watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Yeah, I'm not like a I'm not a super super fan. I haven't watched it, but I've I've there've been seasons where I've followed. Yeah. I watch more I don't really watch it, but I watched Bachelor in Paradise the Ooh. last season and that got me in, so I'm a little bit like interested in now. But I feel like yeah, whenever I watch that I see the people on it and I'm like, Oh, this is like 
they, they seem like, you know, eligible bachelors and bachelorettes just having a cool life, being hot and like loving life. Like they, <laughs> they're like the kind of people who post Instagram quotes, you know, oh earnestly. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. They seem cool. <laughs> Although most of the people on those shows end up leaving their jobs once they get famous off of right. That show. That's what they want. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Those people are crazy i mean you have to have a certain level of like psychosis to be on the bachelor or the bachelorette like yeah it's a what how how do you earnestly believe that love comes that way like that's they don't they either they do and they're dumb as hell or they don't and they're just trying to get mm. like instagram sponsorships which i i respect that route more it's like at least they kind of are playing the game do you think it's harder to date on a reality show or harder to date in comedy <laughs> Um, well, most comedians were just trying to get on a reality show. So. True. I do feel um, like when I watched that show, I was like, oh, I could do this. But then I thought about it and I was like, there's so much drama. And I realized that didn't feel like drama because living in L.A. and New York, like dating is kind of like that. Yeah. And most people, when they watch those shows, they're removed. They're like, oh, it's crazy that this person's dating two people and then like was lying about this. And I'm like, that's, I had that happen to me. I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. I shouldn't relate to the Bachelor of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm a bachelor in paradise but without the like flat tummy tea sponsorship yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's whatever a lot less glamorous a lot more bearded dudes and i know i'm trying to like date a hot man like a hot <laughs> man i don't know i'm like never attracted to super hot men i think i was telling, like, talking to my friend julie about this i think it's because like I hate, I don't like rejection my, mm. as abby says i find rejection well, intolerable <laughs> I know nobody likes it, but I think I like am very averse to it. My brain is constantly like protecting itself from it, which is not great. But, um, but you're so like I, very hot. Oh, thank you so much. You, I think I'm. Well, I feel like you talk. I feel like hot men talk to you. They don't. I wonder though. if it's a matter of like, do you not like if do someone was know? genuinely all in? No, that do you like the feeling of being cha- or like having to earn someone's affection I think no I think that's what it is I think I like I I only ever want to like hook up with kind of a sure thing mm-hmm. and so and also like if a guy's too attractive I kind of um it, like defensively am unattracted to him like I'll be mm, like well okay. I don't want that anyway because I just I think because in my head I'm like oh they probably won't be I don't know I I this is actually something I've been meaning to do is post on my Instagram about this because I feel like How in my life am I well, <laughs> kind, of, kind of to be like I feel like every oh time gosh, I hook up with no. someone my friends are like you he's not hot enough and I'm like I don't know what hot enough is. Like, I need someone to send me uh-huh. pictures of men, famous or not, whatever, that they think are, that they would see me with and be like, that makes sense. Well, no, I mean, like, there's a level that's funny to be like, like, oh, obviously you're dating him for his personality. But like, <laughs> also you should date who you want who you want to date because, yeah, no, I mean, hotness is subjective. Yeah. But, uh, but if you're feeling like, there's a difference between being like, I like this person and I think they're hot and... And uh, I like this person and I know they're not hot. You do know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. if you're aware of it, then they're probably a level, a part of you subconsciously is holding back. But if you find them very attractive, then you wouldn't care. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is so much of my attraction is based on personality, unfortunately, like as with many women. Um, <laughs> I feel so. like I I have had, well, I'm like, I do think I, I date people that I'm attracted to, right. but I have gotten that before too from my friends who will be like, what? I don't get it. And that sounds mean, but you know what I mean? Like no, in the I same mean, way. You've, it's not, people just say it. I mean, like I'm not misquoting them. I don't know that I agree, but I just am like, so many people say it. I'm like, okay, what is my, what is my level? Like, I don't even know. Well, a part of me realized 
And this is because I was like, you know, nothing's ever just on one person. It's like, so what am I doing here? Because mm. I, when I genuinely would be like attracted to these people. So it's not like, and I'm not like, like these are uggos. Like, that's not no, what I mean. Yeah, I don't mean that either. But there's just a level of people being like, you're like dimming your light. Like this person's not treating you well and they're not right. necessarily like traditionally hot. So like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like, At least if they don't treat you well, they should, you should want to fuck them all the time. <laughs> right. There was a feeling of like something is going on where you like this like dynamic. Right as yeah. opposed to like oh he's so sweet it's okay that he's or whatever yeah. you know but um I thought about it and I think that I don't I think I'm changing now like I can feel myself changing but I think I used to like feeling really hot and I think it was a self-esteem mm, thing yeah and I think in the same way like if I dated someone who like was like overly like oh you're so hot like that then I made me feel hot and then yes. that made me think they were hot yes and if I date someone who I think is too hot for me in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm right. not attractive Absolutely. enough. You could do so much better. Absolutely. And I didn't like that feeling. So then that made me also not like them because they made me feel that way. Right. Even if they weren't trying to make you feel that way. Yeah. Just their existence. No, I, I. that's 100% how I feel. Like I just, I don't know. I like to, I like to be the one in control, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, the one who like has a little bit of the upper hand because I haven't been always. Like I've definitely gone back and forth and like. I think the times where I'm not in control, I get so insane and my head just like, spins all the time. And I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do that anymore. I guess to be one thing my therapist said, it's we're talking about therapy so much, uh-huh. is she's kind of like, we talked about the my history of relationships and how either like, I'm like kind of pushing them away or they're kind of pushing me away in terms of like, mm. who is kind of more attracted to the other person or who like, is more insecure and she was like, wouldn't it be nice to just stand with someone? Oh, that's sweet. I know. And yeah. I like that blew my goddamn mind. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even understand how that ex- that does sound great. But I don't know wh- how or why <laughs> to do that. I I've don't know. A similar. My therapist told me like it in a different way. But she said like some people always have to have a certain distance between you and them. Mm-hmm. So when you pull away they might come to you faster so then you'll get the love bombing so you're like they like me but then as you get closer to them they'll move away Mm -hmm. so there's always that same emotional distance Mm. um but I think I used to like that dynamic too because it mirrored my mom and myself Mm. so I don't know what your relationship with your parents are yeah I don't know what it is with my parents my parents are like my parents like get a, my parents are like happy and in love and I think that fucked me up in a different way where it's like I thought <laughs> I loved romantic comedies and my parents were happy and so I was like this is what it's gonna be and so like every time gotcha. I met someone I like fell really hard in love with them and was just like this will be it and then it and then it's not and then I'm like wait a minute you know did you feel like you always had unconditional love for them or did you have to like earn their respect or love I think it was like too unconditional like okay like to the point where I like um I talked to my therapist about this too about like how sometimes I feel like I don't it it feel it feels like I could do anything and they would still love me in a way that's like I don't know that I I don't like trust their love I'm like oh they love yeah this is that we're getting deep into my psyche where I'm like I don't really sometimes I don't understand why they (laughs) love me high I'm depressed oh (laughs) Um, my god or like what like it sort of feels like they would just love any kid you know what I mean so there's a lot of like self doubt like you're not not a lot of self-love because you're like yeah, why yeah, don't no, why do you love we're me working on that <laughs> but this is really interesting because I feel like I've never heard that with parents who like you felt like you always had enough love from them 
but then you'll still have that feeling about yourself. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from then, I guess, because they always like believed in everything I did. I just, I guess I'm like skeptical of it. I'm like, wait a minute. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have one brother. Did you feel like uh, there wasn't enough love to go around? Like, were they just so doting on outside people everywhere that you were like... I'll run out of no no I don't even mean like that I mean they are very like loving people but they they loved us and support us for everything I guess it feels like it feels like the love was unearned like I don't feel like I earned it like I never had to I don't know what made you feel like you had to earn it I feel like most parents should love they should by default love their children I guess so it's like I was talking to a friend of mine who also grew up in Park Slope with me recently who I was visiting in the Bay and she explained it as like she works with kids now Uh and she her parenting I think her parents parenting was very similar and she's like she's like sometimes I feel like how did she say it she was like sometimes I feel like growing up anything I did my parents were so like excited and so happy about it that as an adult if I do Mm. something and someone's face doesn't light up oh okay it's like yeah it's like it's too like it went too far realistic standard yes and so she's like and so she works with kids and she's like I she's like I always try to not give unearned like praise like I'll I'll praise them when they do something good but I try not to like I try to make it mean something you know um did you feel like you do you like test people you're in relationships with to test if their love is true because mm-hmm. I'm hearing like the idea the f- I don't know if I'm just asking that because you said um something about you don't trust their love like it's not yeah. real so yeah. like do, what do you what does that translate to you in relationships that's a good question um I guess so yeah I think that's maybe why what we were talking about earlier like that's why I go for men who very clearly love me so mm-hmm. much who like are very Hap, like who are thrilled to have me because otherwise like because that's what I'm used to and if uh-huh. they're not like fully in it and like fully like you're amazing then I'm like I can't this is that's what I'm yeah that's what I'm used to then do it feels like they don't love me enough I you know I do I used to a lot more like I used to be really really bad I had this boyfriend in New Orleans who like was he was one of the ones that like pulled away from me and was Uh like not very giving and he was like he should have whatever but um he was fucked up like we were we dated for like two years and he never gave me a key to his house and then after we broke up he got engaged like six months later to someone yeah like he was he was a coward he should have just whatever I was hot and I think that's why he didn't (laughs) and the sex was good and I think that's why he didn't break up with me for so long but anyway um but he was pulling away and so I was constantly like so jealous I would like whatever I can say this now who cares I was I would like look at his computer I would like look at his phone I would look at his computer I would like be thinking every single I was crazy I would think every single day like what what is he doing why isn't he texting me like it turned me into a horrible version of myself and so since that relationship I've tried to like only go for guys Mm -hmm. that won't make me feel like that which is like the ones that like me so much um but, but yeah, I definitely do you like am. those guys so much too, because I think that's important too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, this is, that's what, like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, my relationship history only exists in these two, <laughs> like these two polar dynamics or whatever, where it's like one of us is, has the power or something. And I need to figure out how to be in a relationship. I mean, I think it's going to come from self-love. Like, I think that's the thing is like, yeah. it's all insecurity based. It's like one of you has an insecurity, you know, and then it manifests in jealousy. That's all jealousy is, sure. I think. It's just, yeah. But, insecurity. well, sometimes there are people who will stoke it. Like, and yes. then it can be very yes, yes, yes. dangerous if combined, like someone who's super insecure and someone who's manipulative. Because if you're already insecure, you probably tend to be insecure about things that you shouldn't be. Right. And a manipulative person can really take advantage of that and 
then when they point out the evidence, I can be like, well, you're like kind of crazy. Look at your history. Yeah. I've been lucky that I haven't had, I mean, I know you had some instances like that and I've been really lucky that I haven't had that. Like I feel, I know a lot of girlfriends who've had that kind of thing and that is like a whole nother level that I've never had to experience. It's been pretty cut or dry, like for me so I feel very lucky about that um, I think it's interesting too how we learn from relationships because it's not that you'll necessarily go to the opposite after one relationship but I'll find myself like after like a bad relationship I'll I'll, if I'm dating someone I know I'll notice more like if they do something totally opposite that I, I like and I'm like oh this person never did this and they do it and I'll notice that even if it's not like a deal breaker or like something as simple as um like I dated a guy who like wouldn't this is gross, but like wouldn't wash his hands before we had sex. But then I would like I, I'm also a neat freak, so I was like, I need to just get over this. Like if this is how he's out in the wild, maybe other girls are cool with it. But it would bug me and I wanted to ask him to wash his hands sometimes if like we were out all day or something and I just like noticed because I noticed as we came home like <laughs> oh no now he's kissing me like this is, is my ex my ex is a germaphobe like that i'm the, on the other end of that <laughs> well because i'm like if your fingers are gonna be inside me you know what i mean yeah you're right i've literally never men. thought about <laughs> but you're not wrong it just like grossed me wrong. out but then uh i eventually i guess i got over it uh but then yeah so then i noticed that with someone uh like just knew um after that relationship like specifically was like stopped to be like oh i'm gonna go wash my hands but it wasn't like you have to go and i was like oh this is so nice i was like me too yeah i was like oh i like that because i'm like it seems silly but you're like okay they care about hygiene they care about the same thing you care about that's yeah that is i mean it's important yeah no i I get that so much like yeah i i feel like when you get out of a relationship all you do is compare it's compare everyone you're with to be like, oh, they do this thing the same. They do this thing different, they do, you know, and it's like you're just going through all the things in your brain that were like the reasons you had to end it, you know, and you're kind of like desperately trying to like make sure that they're that you like almost. Yeah, like almost like making sure you're not crazy for like thinking that that was like a problem because you're like yeah. someone. No, someone else agrees with me. Like I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes wonder what the things I do are because I'm sure I have those too. Like yeah. sometimes there's blind spots. Like if nobody, I like I didn't tell that person about the hands thing. Right. So I'm like, I want. I'm sure I do stuff that bugs people all the time. I'm sure too for me. Yeah. I mean, like everyone, no one's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. To me, like long term monogamy relationships. I'm just like, how at this point I'm like, I feel like I've tried a lot. Uh, so you're <laughs> like very poly in, in, in the well, uh, belief in system. Theory, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, like I've never, we were talking about this before we recorded, but I've never actually tried an open relationship. I just in theory think about it. And I don't know if poly would be the right word or just like some non form of non-monogamous. Yeah, I think you should try it if you've been thinking about it, especially now if you're single. Yeah. I mean, the I'm best just dating around, start, like, which is like fresh slate. Yeah. I feel like it's to some, it's to some degree, like dating around is non-monogamous. I think my ideal, when I think about what my ideal is, it would be like having a primary partner who mm-hmm. I could like love and spend my life with in sort of a traditional seeming way. And then us having the like trust and respect that's strong enough that we can like make out with people some like even if it's not like having sex necessarily just like like if if, you know if there's ground rules around it or whatever but just to like be able to like hang out with someone else go on a date like flirt like make out whatever you know what I mean yeah like I just love connecting with people like that like I love that kind of intimacy so it's like Mm -hmm. I just don't want to give that up it just feels crazy to me to like never make out with anyone else there's like if people I meet out there now. who share that same belief system. I know. A lot of the men are weird and bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. 
there's that, but also there's a um, couple. I mean, like Eli Olsberg, who's a good friend of mine who's been on this pod, um, talks a lot about it on stage. But do you know about compersion? That word sounds familiar, I but I forget. He was the one who taught me that word, but it's it's like the opposite of like jealousy and envy. It's where you yes. get like excited for your for partner someone, yes, when I they have feel heard about good. That. Yeah, it's like if someone's hitting on you and flirting with you, I and you, you're lighting up because it's making you feel dopamine rush. Right. As a partner, I would be excited for you. Right. But like truly, not like oh, oh, I gotta be happy for her. And I people right. do get to that point, but it's I think you have to find the right partner who exactly. is has dealt with their own triggers because mm-hmm. of course we get triggered like you said from insecurities mm-hmm. from other trauma um yeah it's hard but I think uh that sounds like maybe what you're looking for I think it is what I'm looking for I think right now I'm like I need a little break you yeah, know yeah, I yeah. need to just be alone and I and again like yeah a lot of it is the mm-hmm. self-love stuff and the like I am or do you like if someone gets because there's the other hand too I've heard of people who do open relationships but kind of like get off a little bit on like the competition and jealousy I think it would be good for me in a way I think it kind of keeps me I, yeah I kind of think it kind of keeps me on my toes like mm. a little bit I think again it's like I, it's only all in theory so I don't know what it would be like or how what the balance would be for me that would be good I imagine that like the, the idea of compersion seems so difficult to me I'd love to get there <laughs> one day but that feels really that feels really far from my my experience but but maybe mm-hmm. but I think for me it would just be like maybe not all the way to compersion but like enough like realistically I'm like, like it's like, like enlightenment right I'm like that feels like a whole nother well, level I think it's built on trust so like yeah it's it's weird to imagine because if you don't know someone yet, you can't trust them. So you're hypothetically right now imagining a person you don't know and then being right. happy for and them. And that you trust so much. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be for me like the ideal that I, I, I think of would just be like a like a pinch of jealousy. Just like a pinch okay, of jealousy. Sure. Enough edge. that I can, Yeah. Enough that I can be like... I also I'd want to like know the people. I'm also someone who like likes to know everything. I wouldn't want like a don't ask, don't tell. I'd want to mm-hmm. like be involved in a way which is also kind of weird but I just always like I don't like the unknown or kind of feeling like what's going on you know I just would rather yeah. like I'd want to like meet them and be like cool like <laughs> to have a good time like you know what I mean like kiss be back yeah. after 11 <laughs> right, Text exactly. If you're running late. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and like I don't know I'm not really I'm not bi or anything but I'm like I don't know I'd try it out like uh-huh. whatever um I feel like Okay, you're in LA, you're single, you're hot. I feel like you're going to find someone who will fit. (laughs) I mean, everything you're saying, I'm like, there's probably dudes who are like, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like, you just (laughs) got to find it. But yeah, no, it's like, it's tough because before I, I mean, I very much identified as monogamous. Now I still think I do, but I'm a little bit more like question mark. Yeah. But um, before I was always trying to get into relationships. So if I dated someone I liked, I was like, when is this going to be a relationship? Come on. And if it's not, let's end it. But then uh, I found out about being open and I was trying to temper my own jealousy and I was working on it. And I did a toy with it. My last relationship, I asked him if he wanted to be open because I thought it would help. But it it kind of backfired. (laughs) But (laughs) so we didn't do it. And he ended up cheating. But that's neither here nor there. But what I learned from that is I'm open to it because the fact that I asked like I had done enough work to be like I would be okay with this yeah if we were communicating totally and that's so different from what I where I used to be where I was like I, you can't be with anyone I hate I'm so jealous yeah I think so. it's like just the the ability to like have the conversation is like the base level of it for me where it's like because I think yeah I guess I just associate to me I associate so much of monogamy with the jealousy which is not fair I think there's a lot of people who are very happily monogamous but for me like the only way I would ever 
the only way I'd ever get there is either because they're too jealous to let me try something or I'm mm. too jealous to let them. And I, that's how it feels for me. And so I just don't – I'm like, that's not – I don't want to be in a relationship <laughs> like that. Like, that's just not – it should be, able be like to talk a full time job where you're allowed to take PTO or something. <laughs> like you have to like send a request to be like, um, I would like to take Memorial Day off from this relationship. That's a great uh, idea. I love that. Like, we can okay, get like Google excuse. form. You're single for this week. <laughs> Manager approval. <laughs> yeah, because then it doesn't feel like it's like I met someone and I need to fuck them now. Because I think yeah. that's the fear. I'm like, it's so urgent. Like, well, if I say no, like yeah. you're going to be thinking about it. And if I say yes, I'm like thinking about how you just ha- couldn't resist. I know. That's tough too because part of it though, it's like I think as comedians, some of my most fun like uh-huh. hookups are like on the road, yes. you know? Well, that was why I brought up the open thing because this was a comedian and I was like, this would be cool if we both understand each other and we're both open and we travel. And like, I kind of get it because like I've been on the road and when I'm single, it's like, after a show, it literally means nothing if you meet someone. I, like, no. I'm also not a guy, so I'm not going out trying to meet people after shows. Right, and they, they don't come up to female comedians as much as, as they come yeah. up to male comedians, but when, sure, they, but when it does happen, I'm like, I, and I've seen it with other guys and meeting people after shows, I'm like, this is not what I'm jealous of. Like, no. you're, you are on a high because you had a killer set. You're on the road. Like, you literally would just... I mean, you could just cheat and get away with it. If you're a good guy, you won't. But then I'm like, who am I to take that away from you? Like, yeah. just have a good night. Be safe. And right. like whatever, like That's, don't like yeah. keep texting this girl or whatever. But right, like, yeah, I think I feel the same way. And as long as you're open with her that you're in an open relationship and she's okay with yeah, it, I you know what I mean? Important. Like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the situation I was just in. Was oh, like if someone I met on the road and he was like, didn't the one that cheated on his girlfriend? Didn't he? For, whatever. Whole thing. He didn't say he had a girlfriend. Ugh, it was I'm a whole bad. thing. I hate Crazy that thing. when they drag you into that. And when I was like in my early twenties, I had a couple of situations like that where I was propositioned to be a side chick. But after we had already hooked up, and yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, this is dumb. Like, like a guy I hooked up <sighs> so with a gross. coworker who uh, that I had like big crush on, and I had no idea what his relationship status was. But then, like, of course, I was in my twenties, so I was very much like. We hooked up once. Let's keep doing it until right. we're together forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, a lot of that. But then uh, he was just like shifty and dodgy. And I thought, okay, guest unavailable. But then one night he was like, really like, come over. And then that's when he was like, my girlfriend's out of town. And I was like, oh. Ugh. Then I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize I had a girlfriend. He's like, no, no, no. You should still come over. And I was like, no, thank you. Don't want to be a side j- chick. Bye. But I was like, why would you not mention you that? Gotta mention, you got to mention that. You got to. I mean, that's the whole thing with ethical. Gross, that's I'm the like, ethical that. part of ethical non-monogamy. Right. No, I'm not, implicated. What right. if I like your girlfriend? Like, yeah. yeah. And also just like that's uh, he took the agency away from you. Like mm-hmm. that's it, he took he, he made a decision for you. And that's not that's not how that's not how that's not consent. You weren't consenting because yeah. you didn't have all the information by like because people you will know? justify it away. But. It doesn't hold any water because if the guy's like, well, I didn't know. But then you're like, if you didn't say anything, it's probably because you thought there was a chance that I wouldn't hook up with you, which you're right. correct. Exactly. And that's why you didn't say it. So therefore, it's wrong. Because right. if you're trying to do this to m- manipulate the situation, it's mm-hmm. not ethical. Exactly. Um, it's like yeah. a withholding of information. I have recently realized that like, I think what I like about what I feel like I miss in monogamy is knowing the person fully. Okay. Tell me if this makes sense. So like, (laughs) you know, when you first meet someone, not necessarily in comedy, because I feel like we all know each other more on like a deeper level because we watch each other's comedy, but like just the person out in the world, let's say you meet them, you fall in love, 
but you didn't know them for like whatever 30 years before that mm-hmm. i feel like there's this part of them that you'll never know like what they were like when they were single like what they were doing the day before they met you like how they mm. flirt with people on dating apps like it's like I don't show that side of myself to my partners because it's like it doesn't even really feel real. But you know how you kind of put on an air when you're like trying to be flirty. Yeah. But like you wouldn't want to show your partner your like dating app messages because <laughs> right. it's not none of those people mean anything. But there's still a level of like intimacy. Right. But I feel like I want to see that. Like yeah. I want to see how someone I'm with would like holler at a girl. out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you don't get that when you're with them. So right. I miss that because it's like their friends get that. Their friends get to see them through relationships, see how they're like single, see what they're like when they really like someone, when they're heartbroken, all of that. But you don't get that when you're with someone. Yeah, I think that's why I would want like that kind of, I wouldn't want like a don't ask, don't tell thing. I'd want to, I want to be part of it. I also just love like, I love chatting with friends about like boys and girls yeah. and things. And it's like, I would love like, I talk about that stuff with my best friend. So it's like, if I want to be, if I want my partner to be like my best friend or whatever, <laughs> I want to be like, oh, I like, oh my God, I, this, there's a really cute guy at whatever. Or like, I want him to be like, I met this really cool girl. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? I just like, that seems like a fun, that seems, I, that's fun to me. Like, I just want to, I want to be able to like chat about that or like talk about people we've hooked up with in the past and be like, oh, I had this crazy experience. Like, or like if we run into someone that one of us is hooked up with, we can both, like we, everyone's aware of what's going on. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. It just, feels that's just how I am with people that I want to spend so much time with so why wouldn't I want to be like that with my partner you know oh that's really nice I mean in a way at first I thought it was weird that uh what you're describing your relationships pattern was and how your parents were to you but now it kind of makes sense because it sounds like what you're looking for is like an unconditional love in a relationship yeah um like truly just like you can do no wrong like you can do this and say this and but you as long as you trust that you love each other that's yeah it's there but it's tough because other people are not coming in with that Mm. so they have their own shit they need to work out yeah so you need to find someone who (laughs) was loved a lot as a child and is also sarcastic (laughs) so like (laughs) loved but still funny like just enough edge to be funny maybe someone who's Loved and depressed. I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, <laughs> I should just get used to being alone. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I am loved and depressed. I guess that is my that's my brand. <laughs> loved and depressed. All right, that'll be a new dating app. <laughs> um, if you're out there, let me know. <laughs> yeah, holler if you're on the antidepressants. And you had well, unconditional love. Yeah, you're, you you really should. You, then you feel bad because you're like, I don't have a reason to be this sad, and then it's a horrible spiral. Um, let me let me know if you're down there with me. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, well, thanks for sharing that story. Thank you. Um, we have a quick game. Do you want to play? Let's do it. Okay. This game is called Fuck Fuck Fuck, because um, you know if you've ever been on a school bus field trip, you guys know the game of Fuck Mary Kill, or whatever PG version it was called. Um, like at church camp, maybe kneel, <laughs> baptize, exercise. I don't know. I just made that up, but I feel like it exists somewhere. Um, but it's 2020, so we have more than just one fuck to give away. I feel like this is very on theme with our conversation, and also because I know you've talked about um, very, uh, very exciting threesome in your stand-up set, and I love that story. It's so fun <laughs> with the two Berkeley dudes. Um, and I recently made a short film about a threesome, so this is a threesome-inspired game. Much like Fuck, Mary Kill, I'm going to read a list of names, um, but then you just pick the two you would rather have a threesome with. Okay. Very simple. And they're all kind of in categories. Um, apologies, a lot of these people are not very fuckable, but I think it makes it more fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then whoever you don't pick, they can just go off and get off on their own. 
Can they watch or is that... They can watch, but we're positive here. They don't need to die. There's no, there's no killing in this no, game. No, no killing. They'll just have to go off. And also, marriage is bad. So <laughs> I like this sure, game. Sure, it's the sure. best version of the game I've ever heard of. Um. Okay, here's the first group of candidates because um, there are literal candidates: uh, Pete Buttigieg, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, or Joe Biden. Which two would you have a threesome with? Oh God. Um, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> Probably Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Okay. I feel like Pete Buttigieg wouldn't be interested, and so then I would just be with Amy Klobuchar. And she seems kind of, she seems like she's wild mm-hmm. in private. So yeah, that'd I be see fun. That. She's fiery. Also, Bernie Sanders is too old. Too old. And Joe, so is Joe Biden. They're both old. True. Sorry to be ageist. Um, but if Elizabeth Warren was in there, she would have been my I girl. I did. I left her out purposefully. <laughs> um, Amy could peg Pete. And yeah, yeah then I go. could. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's I love that. Idea. I love that. That's how all um, elections should end is just big orgy because a, a lot of people, all this tension and we've all built up and it's like, look, we're all friends. You don't need a handshake. Wow. Everybody this is get positive America now. Fuck. You know, and then we're like reset, right? Exchange of power, exchange of come all, you know. I think that's important. I think let's get on it. I'm okay. on board. Um, okay. Here's the next group. These are all Billboard Top 100 artists. Post Malone, Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish or Baby. Okay, I don't know who DaBaby is, um, but I would say... DaBaby's cute, but DaBaby is fairly new, but like hot and trending. Is um, it a boy or a girl? Boy. <laughs> I'll show you a photo. Oh, oh my God. Definitely him. He's cute. Uh-huh. Okay, definitely him. And he does the... Yeah, yeah. That song, you know? I don't know. I'm not cool. I feel like probably him and Justin Bieber. Mm, okay just because like look justin bieber is a weirdo but he's physically attractive true and it would be like a great story and Billie eilish is like intimidating and also like Uh i don't really like her aesthetic i know that that makes me old but i just think it's like (laughs) it's not i don't it's not pretty (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm, like it mm -hmm. and then who was the first one post malone oh post malone yeah face tattoos no thank you (laughs) no thanks okay okay uh next one kellyanne conway ann coulter tucker carlson or alex jones (laughs) i mean i could have to go with the two women because at least they're like not they're only disgusting mentally not physically true whereas tucker carlson and alex jones are i mean she's yeah she knows they're they're all disgusting but i mean like tucker carlson and and uh what was the last one? Alex Jones are both just like re- physically repulsive in a way that I, mm. in addition to being mentally repulsive, and at least Ann Coulter and Kellyanne Conway are mentally repulsive, but like physically mm-hmm. okay. True, true. That's okay. the best I can do there. Two more <laughs> rounds. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, or Jim Carrey's The Riddler? Hmm. Okay, definitely the Riddler. Because um, fuck the Joker in He's general. So flexible. Yeah, and also Jim Carrey is hot. Um, and probably Heath Ledger. He'd just be Joker. asking questions, though, the whole time. No. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love a man who listens. It's okay. <laughs> Riddle me this. Uh, where is your clit? Uh, here's your final round. Uh, your worst enemy, your best friend, any ex, or a reply guy? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably any ex, because like I fucked them once, so there was a reason. Um, do I should I give the specific one? No, just you in don't my have head. To. Okay, I mean, if you want to, but look, I I'm not gonna tell probably you the one from New Orleans who like was very withholding because okay. the sex was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably not a reply guy. <laughs> I guess maybe my best friend. Although I'd worry that that would ruin our friendship. 
but yeah at least I care about them it's two people I kind of care I don't want to I've always been so I've been like lucky that I've never like liked I've never been attracted to people who like are mean Mm, that's good I it's people I I like to be with people I care about that's good yeah so those would probably be the two okay cool well yeah there, there you have it. Those are your answers. Thank you for playing. That was um, fun. That's a great version of the game. Yeah, yeah. I might bring it back. Um, well, that's the pod, but um, this is your chance to plug your socials and let people know where to find you. Okay. I'm at Molly Rubin Long on all social media and also Venmo. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Get in that bag. Venmo Molly. Um, and you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Bye.